How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. So we are talking about getting over the fear of dating. Yes, when you're starting a new relationship and you are scared shitless because of, I guess, some of the past pain that you've actually endured um, in your previous relationships. And some people have a harder time in the dating game than others. You might think you're the only one at the moment finding it difficult to get over fears and past relationships, but you're definitely not alone. This is a common conversation that I have. And there are many reasons as to why some people find it hard to navigate new relationships and keep them, especially when they haven't dealt with any of the past pain, trauma, or issues that they have had in other relationships. When we don't face something that has either been life-changing or traumatic from our past, it's often harder to get over in the long term. So the longer we leave it or the longer we put off dealing with the issue, the harder it is. It's buried deeper and deeper the longer we leave it. And it can be bad memories from your relationship with a parent or it could be a difficult breakup that you know shattered your world. Whatever it is, whatever the problem is, whatever the memory is, it will carry into your current dating life. Yes, it will have a negative effect on how you date, whether you like it or not. So we try and suppress these old memories because we feel like it's not serving us. So we're like, oh, I don't want to remember that because it was all too painful. But the feeling's still there. And just because it's not at the forefront doesn't mean it's disappeared. These feelings don't make us feel good. But in order for us to get past them, we actually need to tackle them head on. We've got to resolve them because if the issue is resolved, we free up the energy that uh, we are giving the problem and that energy can go into something better, something a little bit more productive, like a better relationship. So accepting your past traumas is probably one of the most important things as you move into a relationship. But what stops a lot of people from really putting themselves out there is the fear of rejection or being hurt. Nobody wants to get into a relationship because they're scared of getting hurt. Well, sorry to tell you the truth, but everyone is going to get hurt in a relationship at some point or another. It's never going to be totally dandy every single day. We are two humans that come together and we have different needs and we go through different growth spurts and we evolve differently sometimes. We may do things that hurt our partner. So if you're looking for a relationship where you don't get hurt, it's non-existent. So what we do, we actually stop trying. But if you don't try, you will never know or find a person you are searching for or wanting to come into your life because you're actually stopping yourself from being available or stopping yourself from going out there and looking or having even conversations with people. Most people have a fear of dating. Most of them show up as well with issues around abandonment, so abandonment issues. And this can stem from childhood and it makes us makes it really difficult for us to get over it as an adult, especially if there hasn't been any closure. And an example, um, you know, I was just talking to a client recently and she was abandoned by her father. He walked out on her and she waited at night 
every night for him to come home from work and he just didn't ever come home. And so she wondered why he didn't love her enough, why he didn't love her enough to come home and see her. And she hadn't seen him for years from a child up until adulthood. And through that period, she also ended up having an issue with her mother and her mother also abandoned her at some point and left her to sort of do life alone. And now she was an adult. She was a young adult when this happened. But she already had issues of abandonment from her father and then the mother did the same thing. And so she's gone into adulthood with a hard exterior, but a really broken, shattered heart, disappointment in people that she loved or that she thought that should have loved her unconditionally. And she now goes into relationships without even realizing, quite needy and with a dysfunctional attachment style. But what she does find is that she, because there hasn't been, she hasn't resolved the issue of the abandonment, she's actually finding people that abandon her. So she's attracting the same type of scenario or outcome situation because there has been no closure. So point of the story is if she got closure, if she made peace with father, mother, came to terms with what happened and forgiveness was made, she probably would find herself in different relationships right now. But it's a work in progress. Now she understands that this is probably the most important thing that she needs to deal with as she moves forward. So knowing and finally accepting that you can't change the past, but you have control over how you react to the here and now is going to be a very good step in bringing yourself back to the present moment, noticing how much you have grown. You know, you're not that seven-year-old girl anymore. Someone walking out on you is hurtful, but it's not life-threatening. And a lot of us hold on to those feelings of when someone walks out on us, it is life-threatening because we have this underlying fear of when a parent had left us or someone that was quite influential in our lives had left us and we thought, oh my God, we're nobody without them. By emotionally cutting ties with the sense of abandonment, you do become resilient instead of being resentful. And that's important because you see the difference between someone that's resilient and someone that is resentful towards a person or a scenario or a memory. When you are sitting in a place of resentment, it creates other issues. So trust your gut instincts and know that you will be okay because really at the end of the day, you do control your destiny, but it is going to take some work to go back, revisit some of the stuff that has been hurtful, some of the stuff that has driven your behavior as an adult that no longer serves you and really do something about it letting go, cutting ties, cutting cords, and really being in a space of here and now for you to be able to have that relationship. The other thing we need to sort of work on as we move into the dating game and, you know, starting to feel confident in relationships is accepting that being in a relationship means that you need to be vulnerable again. I know vulnerability is like this dirty word, like as if I want to bring my walls down for someone else to rip my heart out and, you know, make me feel hurt and a lot of pain. That's the last thing I want. But unfortunately, what happens is that functional men, so if you are going to attract a functional man in your life, he is going to be attracted to your vulnerability. This is going to be important with the type of person you start to date when you're starting to change up your type. So we often put these barriers up because we've been hurt in the past and we need to protect ourselves from feeling that hurt again. I get it, but it is getting in the way. You need to feel in control of what's happening and that's why these walls are up. But it's actually not helping you get anywhere in your relationship game. If you are going to bring down your walls or if you can bring down your walls, when you're comfortable enough, of course, and when you've done the work and you're ready to trust again, 
you are actually going to see that bringing these walls down is so worth it. It will unlock this free spirited side that you have been hiding behind the wall because of fear of being hurt. And what will happen is that you'll be able to create this real compassionate bond between the both of you because you're not peeping from over the wall to see if it's safe. You know it's safe. And so you're just there. You're just present and you're existing in this relationship rather than being there in body, but not in mind, spirit and feeling. So being vulnerable doesn't mean you aren't in control because this is what we feel. We feel like if we are vulnerable, we are less in control. That's actually not true. It actually means you are controlling how you want to receive love now. And what you are saying is, yes, I'm in control and I'm ready to be loved now. So really, it puts you in a lot of control. It puts you in control of how you want to have a love and relationship dialogue, connection and relationship. So while you might feel that your walls are keeping you safe, this actually is just an illusion. They are the one things that are controlling you instead of the other way around. Yes, let me repeat that. The walls are controlling you. You are not controlling the walls. So the only way you can be in real control is to bring the walls down. And I know fear can be the biggest thing holding you back from love. But fear can be the one thing that makes you feel the loneliest. So what we need to do, what you need to do first is identify your habits. You need to look back at your past relationships with parents, partners, siblings, and I want you to look are there any similarities or issues that you carry across all of them? And perhaps you experience things in your childhood that you can see coming up in your romantic relationships, or you're becoming a reflection of what your parents were going through, even though you said to yourself, I will never be that. We can often blindly form these patterns in our relationships and then wonder why and what went wrong because of this unconscious patterning that we have. And we need to become very conscious of the way we are doing relationships for us to be able to change how we want to behave in our relationships. So you might ask yourself, why does this keep happening to me? Rather than looking at the root of the problem and make a real change before you start a new relationship, you continue your bad habits. When you do that, it's really hard to identify what they are. By looking, like truly looking inwards, you can see where past relationships went wrong. And it might be you choosing the wrong type of guys. You know, you might have the wrong type or you needing to control every aspect of the relationship for you to feel like you can be there or keeping your partner at arm's length because you don't want him too close. Like too close is no, you're out of there if they're too close. So what is it that's happening for you that you can see across relationships? And it could be even, you know, the transference of other types of relationships. Are you the same with colleagues? Are you the same with friendships? So have a look what's going on with the way I do relationships. And when you look back, learning to let go of the past moving on. So when we're looking at the past, the traumas, our behaviors, the way we've set ourselves up to do relationship, when we look back in the past and we move on, you need to see exactly what happened that didn't work. And that's why it's important to look back. Now, you don't look back because I want you to stay in the past and feel the pain. That's not going to be helpful. But what is going to be helpful is if when you look back and you look back and you go, okay, that's what didn't work. And so now I know to do something different. I know it's not a guarantee. 
It's not a guarantee that your next relationship will be perfect. Just because you've identified where you went wrong or what habits you continually doing that weren't serving you, but it does bring you one step closer to finding a person that you deserve to be with. And remember, it's about progression, whether we're learning to love ourselves again or whether we're, I don't know, even losing weight. You count your kilos or your grams, you know, you lose a half a kilo a week and that's working towards your goal. So your goal is to be able to have functional, happy, you know, content, explosive, passionate relationships. And this is going to bring you one step closer to finding that person. So the person you can trust and be vulnerable with while letting go of all of your past traumas is probably a really good person to be with. They will show you and help you to see your worth, your value. And sometimes when we're going through relationships, we can meet that one person that does that for us without even realizing just by them being consistent, available, present, functional, it gives us permission and it gives us space to be able to work through all of that past trauma without feeling judged. So what I'm going to say to you is don't settle until you've got that because the other person, although doesn't make you, he can give you the space for you to be able to make yourself and that's what you want. So go out there, look at your past habits, Deal with your past traumas and create the relationship that you want. Fear doesn't have to drive you. Fear is stopping you right now. So get into the space of love, get into a little bit of that risky behavior and say, you know what, there's a possibility that I am going to get hurt, but I'm not going to give up on feeling connected to someone and stay in the space of loneliness because I'm worried of being hurt. And just work through it and look for that person you can trust and be vulnerable with. You're not settling for anything less, remember. This is Dr. Love. I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E dot com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.